All right, we are ready to go, Venerable. Well, good day, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you are. We are connected in the now. May these words remind you that your natural state is luminosity and that we as human beings contribute to the dance arising. May any appearances or sense of separation be resolved into recognition. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> recognition that we're all explorers in the dream. Well, what is a sky dancer? What does it mean to move from realm to realms? In the native traditions, sky dancers can be star beings. And in the stories of the Bribris, these star beings uh, came to Earth and energized the people by adding certain star energy into the life stream of the people who lived in the mountains of what is now called Costa Rica and Panama. These star beings, both male and female, they reminded those who were on Earth who had forgotten that they were indeed not separate from the stars, but the very dust of worlds arising existed within everyone. So the star beings came as people forgot their stellar nature and invited people to remember who they are. And so they had to remove certain um, dams of awareness that had developed in the body-mind of people who had lived on Earth and began to think that they were separate and distinct from the field of life. And as such, they added again the songs of the stars into the matrix of the human body-mind. And uh, some of these people who remembered their luminous nature were also called upon to hold song and ceremony so that the arising recollection in every human being could be stabilized. And these songs were held in a long tube like uh, something you see these days as a rain tube used in music among indigenous peoples around the world. This hollow rain tube, like the hollow spaces within us, the spiraling vortices around which our energy potentials coalesce and become the human bodies that we see in the earth. And all that is of uh, firm nature. All these uh, qualities were symbolized by these hollow tubes in which were small carvings of every living thing. And so these special people called Awas, they would hold that rain tube and every day, four times a day, 
they would turn it slowly over, up and down, up and down, and making songs of appreciation for all those who were exploring, whether in human or animal form, even acknowledging the wind and the water and the earth and the emptiness of space itself. So these wondrous sticks as they are turned by the awas support the song of remembrance in the heart of every being, that we can see that within us is a direct connection and that our consciousness, our speech and action actually contribute to the forms that are arising within and around us. So these awas, these special beings, they were clothing made from bark so that there was no interference in the electrical and magnetic flow of information moving through their body-mind. And so these magical sticks, these sounds of universes communicating, they also echo within our own body-mind, first as the pulse beat of the cranial sacral flow, the pulse beat of the heart, and the cycles of night and day through which our pituitary gland and endocrine system are supported and sustained. So why do they hold these songs? Why do they keep the turning of the medicine tube? So that we do not forget that we are blessed and that we ourselves as individuals remain connected with the stardust. So these uh, creator beings that awoke people during the time of their forgetfulness, they also have arisen from the empty space. Let's just say their memory was more clear in terms of the explorer's dance. And they gave instructions to the people on how to live, to be kind, even what to eat and what not to eat. Most importantly, their messages of appreciation each day, giving appreciation, and the sweetness of forgiveness in understanding that even when one makes an error, we ourselves have a choice in how we respond. So these wisdom beings, they continuously make prayers for us in the forest of uh, North, Central, and South America. And when you remember that you have received the gift of life or when you have the sweet medicine of forgiveness that unwraps the coils of anger and confusion. When you make that forgiveness of others' errors and your own, you also come again into harmony with that 
wondrous rainstick song. So here we are now, sky dancers, walkers between worlds. We may think that they are far away and something distinct. And the sky dancer also represents a consciousness that is mindful of our interdimensional relationships. Understanding that the vibration of thought and speech creates ripples, and these ripples become certain effects. Understanding this, the sky dancer is mindful with penetrating insight to look to the heart of the matter, the causes of what appear like dissonance. Generally, it is ignorance, forgetfulness, that we have all arisen from one light, one space, and forgetfulness of how the spiraling dance of thought and action is expressed through the dance of electrons, protons, atoms, and even smaller particles, wavicles of energy. All these vibratory states the skywalkers are mindful of, understanding that what we experience in our heart is made manifest around us. What we think and speak is made manifest around us. And so the sky dancer is also a protector protecting one from forgetfulness, protecting one from the thought forms of ignorance that seek to maintain themselves through creating divisiveness and separation. What is it, divisiveness and separation generated by thought forms? So, example, the idea that yesterday someone uh, took something that was yours and today you will take something that is theirs without permission is an example of a thought form, a reactive state that uh, becomes um, a magnet for taking without recognizing what is given. Another example of a thought form is the idea that someone is more than you or less than you. These thought forms of uh, separation give rise to the energy of jealousy, which according to many indigenous traditions is the most um, harmful to one's body-mind. So when we think that others have better access, uh, then we are not recognizing the access that we have. And by looking outside at what appears as another's benefit without recognizing the continuous benefits we receive, even in times of great struggle, this is an inhibitor of one's ability 
to recall and actualize the ideal that they have come here to earth and life for. So the movement of the articles within the rain stick also are like the movement of our thought and our voices within our body, mind, and the, the womb of creation. So what does it mean, womb of creation? It means that in every moment we are being reborn. And each moment we have the opportunity to acknowledge that wisdom light within that undifferentiated state, or we can forget and react to the projections that appear in the moment. So a thought form is a collection of energy. And as human beings, people agree to uh, give power to that thought form. Often that agreement is unconscious, and some might say it is a result of cultural conditioning. For example, uh, many people want the comfort of uh, many things. Uh, food, water, a safe place, even animals, all creatures want a safe place, healthy water, good food. And uh, sometimes we forget that the safe place, it is generated in our heart's remembrance and as a field of clarity that comes as we are appreciative and we make the commitment to live life with a certain uh, spiritual order, dignity, recognition, remembrance. So we recognize what we see outside as reflection of what is inside. Therefore, we polish the inner view. The inner eye is polished through the cascading waves of grace, the light in which we all bathe. And we not only breathe through our nostrils, most importantly is the breath that comes through the crown of the head, supporting the inner eye known as the pituitary, and from the breath of light that moves through the pituitary, the endocrine system is nurtured and made uh, resonant with the potential of the universe. Some may call this potential mind, others may call it God. It certainly has a, a it has laws of manifestation. And so how we think is how we are. When we succumb, when the human being and the human family succumb to fear and reactive states, which can often be generated by those thought forms 
so that they can continue to exist as thought forms. When humans succumb to those thought forms, uh, then more forgetfulness of our ability to transform what is looking as aggression and separation. Like a two-year-old who attempts to shock you with a temper tantrum, the thought forms can even uh, inspire the behavior in human beings to shock you from the remembrance of your natural state. So reaction is a vibratory response that arises uh, through instinct of preservation and also forgetfulness that the energy may be changed. Thus, it is so important that the human mind put aside fear, that when fear arises, oh, what is there to be made clear here? What is needed to transform? So one does not run away from the thought forms. In a sense, one examines them and unravels the threads of their creation. Like dust bunnies under the bed, uh, thought forms uh, attract more of their dust or their particular energy to themselves through inspiring the emotions of the human being to react and thus give energy to that thought form. So the being who walks the forest, who is known as an awa, remains a bit detached from the ordinary view of I, them, and us. Walking through the forest, making prayers, communing with the trees, dispelling the waste, of confused thought forms that they may resolve into a skill, cooperation, enhanced life force, and wisdom for all. Some mornings when the awa opens these rain sticks, they may find that some creatures have disappeared, and we can understand the change in sound with the extinction of particular species. When a species falls away, then a sound, a song that contributed to the stability of the dream is lost. And occasionally, there are also new creatures that are found inside the rain stick as the planet and the potential of life force arising brings forth uh, another type of living creature that had not been seen before. Say, like some of the uh, creatures found in the rainforest around the world, which are appearing to be entirely new species. 
the awa also reminds us that there is new wisdom arising, new skill arising within the heart of those who listen. In a sense, the song is changing. As the song changes, more understand the power of the mind to contribute to what is arising. The old idea of them and us, we begin to see it as a manipulation causing stress, limitation, and basically uh, feeding the thought forms on the suffering that arises. So the first step is manifesting purity of heart and mind to pacify the sense of separation, the sense of fear, to cultivate the ideal of that which one aspires to. One could look at the world and say, or look at the situation and say, oh, how terrible. And one can look at one situation and the world and say, oh, what possibilities, what remedies are called for here? So the Awas who walk the forest through sacred sound, they are contributing to the song of remembrance and awakening. And in the medicine house where people may meet with the Awa, a domed shaped circular building uh, from the center of which, the center of the seating, a spiral rope spirals around and that spiral rope is a reminder that spiraling through the grace of life, the grace of that which is beyond name, through that spiraling grace, we are continuously blessed. And what do we offer? We offer our commitment to be a good human being, to, to bring forth our gifts, and most importantly, to remember that we're explorers and we've promised to whatever information we learn to return it to the field. And it's returned through the field by the relaxed heart of loving compassion and appreciation. So that is an example of a skywalker. Another example of a skywalker can be that of the immortals who walk among us. This is an old Cherokee tale. Uh, people were meeting at the sacred fire, and they were having their dance of appreciation for the good harvest. And uh, everyone was happy, all the clans sat in there proper spaces or in the circle of life. Each clan understood the gift of the other, and there was much sharing going on. 
And then four young women appeared. People didn't notice how they arrived. They were beautiful, and uh, all of the people's hearts felt lightened by their presence. And uh, they began to dance with people in the circle, giving thanks for the one who gives the breath, giving thanks for the circle of relationship, giving thanks for the stars, the fire symbolizing the light in everyone. People were joyous as they danced around the fire. And uh, the very old people noticed, oh, my knees don't hurt. And some said, oh, the children are behaving well. And all of those who were present felt an ease and a grace, and they danced without any tiring, and there were flashing lights in the sky, and people's hearts were so happy. Uh, after a while, some of the older medicine people took good look at these young ladies and thought, could it be that there are immortals walking among us? And they looked at their feet and noticed their feet moved very lightly. Their eyes had rainbow light within them. And uh, they all had hair very long past their waist of the same length. They looked as if they were sisters. And the young men also felt very Wow, these beautiful women I have not seen before. Perhaps I can take one of them for my wife. And so the young men, they also danced more energetically, and they spoke their songs and their words more energetically. Everyone's heart was lifted. Then as the sun began to rise, uh, people prepared to leave the dance ground and make their way home. And uh, some of the young men thought, I want to know where these girls came from. And one young man was able to follow them. And he followed them across a stream and then found himself in another world. And, oh, this is different. The trees here are so large. This is different. The bird songs are so sweet. Oh, this is amazing. The air sparkles like reflections upon a clear lake. And so he continued to follow these women. And he was very uh, careful that they did not notice him. So he thought, in truth, they were aware of him and that of the others who did not make it across the stream. And the sisters began to climb high up the mountain, and they came to a waterfall, and then they went behind the waterfall, and they sat down and waited. And this young, curious man, he too, he made his way behind the waterfall. And the ladies uh, pretended not to notice him, and they took off their long hair and hung it on hooks on the cave wall. 
And uh, he thought to himself, oh, I could never marry a bald-headed woman. Nevertheless, he was still intrigued, and the lady said, come on in, have some butter. What is it you wish to know? And he asked, are you really immortals? Are you really skygoers? And they said, yes. And soon there was the sound of thunder, great thunder. And the sister said, oh, our brother is coming. It is better for you to hide. And they placed him within a large water drum. And in came uh, the brother, who was actually a great bird, uh, the thunderbird. And his feathers iridescent, his eyes blazing. He said, oh, sisters, have we company? And they just looked at him and smiled, not answering directly. He says, oh, it smells like there has been a human here. Hmm, they said, we want to dance with the people of the fire. And we had a wonderful time. And uh, they all had a meal together, the brother and his four sisters. And the young human man was still in the water drum. Uh-oh. The brother thought, I will play the water drum and listen to the stars. And the sister said, oh, no, don't play the water drum just yet. Let us talk about our visit to the people. And as they were telling stories about their journey, one of the sisters carried the water drum outside and tipped it over so the young man could find his way back home. Tell your people to remember their songs. Tell your people to always give thanks for water. Let your people remember that it is through the water and our breath that all beings are united. And so he made his way home. People thought he'd been gone for ages. Where have you been? Where have you been? Uh, well, I followed the young women, and the old men said, hmm, they were indeed immortals walking among us. What did you see? Their brother is a great thunderbird. Hmm. And what did you hear? I heard the most melodious sounds, and I heard the importance of the water that reminds us and washes away confusion. And I heard the importance of the sacred fire. Um, this young man, he remained alert and he carried songs for many generations. He shared them with others. And the story of the water drum in the senses, how through vibration, the womb of life is created, and the vibration of our thought and speech enables us in this moment to reawaken, re be reborn in that naturally aware wisdom state. The thunderbird, the thunder beings, what do they mean? Creative sound of water, the rolling of the thunder, 
echoing the vastness of space resonates with the pulse beat in our own body and reveals the quickening of the heart-mind as we recall that water not only washes away, it also unites us and supports us. That in this moment, with a song of appreciation, anyone is reborn. So these stories, they point to the movement of what appears like an individual through many realms. Sky dancers, sky walkers, all of us have that capacity. The protector, the thunderbird, protects the land, protects the water, and also protects the creative spark of life in a sense like the nitrogen that uh, supports the germination of the seed. The sound of the thunderbird supports the remembrance of the seed of wisdom within every being. So skywalkers, each culture has a story about the beings who have come from the sky. And the stories first show them as other, something different and distinct. And ultimately, it becomes clear that that other is also a song within ourselves. Which song do you choose to sing? How shall you, with the eye of penetrating insight of the skywalker that protects the land and the people from destruction, caused by ignorance. Which of these characteristics do you choose to explore? Four sisters, one brother, the sisters representing the directions and the elements, and the brother flying through space reveals how all appearances have come from space. The sound of our thinking, the ways that we treat one another, all these create edies in the field that become results. Penetrating insight, the eye that sees through the appearance, recognizing that such appearances ultimately are not separate from the light. The light symbolized as people danced around it, reminding us that we have arisen from light like explorers, observing the potential and the possibility, the ripples in the field. And as such, what is occurring right now, we may see transmuted. The song of the sky dancer the sound of the water drum, also reminding us that we exist in many realms simultaneously, like the harmony of the bass and the 
alto and the soprano voices. Also, there are interactive harmonies of worlds and points of view. Let us remember that direct access is within and how we phrase our voice and speech contributes to what we see. So yes, indeed, there are immortals among us because there is not a beginning nor an ending. The mystery of life, the mystery of creation, an ongoing song. How wonderful. And this concludes my um, talk. And uh, now we have the opportunity for um, questions. Thank you, Venerable. And so anyone can ask a question. There are two ways to ask a question. One is in writing, to type a question into the box if you're looking or listening to the class online. And if you're on the phone or on Skype, star two on your keypad to raise your hand. And then uh, you can be unmuted and ask your question. So star two if you're on the phone to raise your hand and ask a question. All right, we have Shan raising her hand here. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, good morning, Venerable. Good morning, Jennifer and everyone. Um, Venerable, I've been particularly interested in... Um, the idea of us um, existing in more than one realm at the same time simultaneously. And my question is, um, it feels like, you know, the attention in the human realm is the strongest um, and the focus is here. So why is that? Is that because there's the most learning to be done in whatever realm you have the most focus in, at, um, or is there another reason for that? Well, the human realm is the canoe of the luminous mind's exploration. And so mastering, exploring the experience of our human condition also is a way to see our multi-layers of being. So when we look at the human body, we can remember that indeed it is composed of stardust. Then the emotions and the physical uh, processes of the body also reveal our relationship to subtle realms. So the movement of the fluid in the body, uh, like the vast vortices of water through the rivers in the sky and the earth, and the vortices of communication through galaxies, all by examining and observing our own body-mind, 
we may see these uh, dances of forms arising. So where we are right now is the right place to be. And one may think that the body is separate from the subtle realms. In truth, all streams and appearances are projected through the mind of the heart. Hmm. It's clear? Or yes, yes, thank you. It's it's bringing up a lot of questions, but I don't want to take up all the time for that. Um, I just well, what's the next one? <laughs> um, if you know, you hear stories of people going off into other realms. Sometimes great yogis go into different subtle realms and uh, disappear. Sometimes they come back and they go back and forth. And there's also a lot of folk tales about people going off into the, you know, different fairy and elven realms and that kind of thing. And so what happens that that occurs? What? Yes. What, what is happens? Our <laughs> minds vibrate uh, to the frequency of those different realms. So what was perhaps the, the basso profundo voice recognizes the overtones of its soprano sound and vibrates from the uh, realm of three dimensions into a realm of five, six, or seven. Mm -hmm. So by shifting attention and also the transformation of vibration, moves from realm to realm. So the stories of people walking by a tree and coming into another uh, dimension and then returning home and a hundred years have passed is an example of the heart-mind changing its point of reference and resonance and vibrating to another place and time, and then returning. Also, one can be appearing right in front of you, and also through the heartfelt attention, be in many other places simultaneously, called upon by someone's prayer or need for assistance, one can appear present in one place and many others. And that can uh, be many appearances within a realm. Even uh, the appearance of moving into the past to, to drop a key, to drop a reminder uh, of how to walk the path, or one may experience uh, one sitting in front of themselves and at the same time perceive myriad possibilities and futures that
that are generated in that moment. So it is like the songs within the rain tube. It is the vibration and our attention of such vibration within that we recognize the appearance in many places simultaneously. And it brings us to a deeper question, and that is the question of the dream, the dreamer. Whose dream is it? Is the universe uh, existing separately from us? And do we ourselves project it? So there are some people who consider it the dream process of energy potentials arising. And according to our thought, speech, and action, and spiritual uh, commitment or intention, then particular results arise. And so thus it is so important to, to have uh, clear eyes, uh, clear mind, clear heart. Mm. Yes. Um, so when, when a being or a presence appears, say in your meditation or in, in front of you, is that your intention calling that forth or is that just a resonating between two different or between two frequencies? When we are meditating, we can perceive through the um, unwrapping of the concept of I, we can perceive more clearly those beings that are resonant with us. Oh. For example, when people who are connected to the concept of Christ's mind, they, but in deep meditation, may actually experience the image, the feeding, the, the face of the being that they recognize as Christ and Christ's mind expressed through a human appearing form. And also in meditation, we can see more clearly those vertices of energy, like the face within the tree. Mm-hmm. And the, the written birds within the sky. Um, so we begin to see the construction of the dream and how it is maintained. And uh, a simple way is to attribute its maintenance through frequency, and a more particular way is to recognize the vibration of energy potential, potentials that arise and become atoms um, and the subtle energy of winds and through regular meditation, the construction of the dream, the how of its appearance arising, becomes uh, 
uh, more apparent. And also, it uh, is not to be taken as a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's just a revelation of, yes, this is how the dream unfolds. And let me recognize that seed of awakened mind within that I may pacify, purify, and energize that awakened mind for all beings. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, purification is really key to our understanding, our awareness. Yes. In the ultimate sense, nothing can be made impure. Yet the layering of thought constructs and belief systems then separates one from the awareness of what is and in that way has created impure. So like reactive states, uh, feeling hatred for another or uh, fearful states, then creating a a dampening, like one is pushing down the the pedal on the piano to lessen the sound. Uh, In a similar way, our view contributes to forgetfulness. And uh, certain thought forms uh, are only preserved when uh, people are forgetful of their natural wisdom and forgetful that speech and action, uh, like a pebble on a lake, create ripples and results. So uh, for this reason, uh, pacifying and purifying are important because one may see the thread of the constructed, confused state and how that constructed, confused state uh, becomes the basis and magnetizes a particular results. And some refer to it as karma. Mm-hmm. What is uh, significant is to understand the reactive states, the conditioned views, as ultimately not separate from the luminous potential. And so thus the process of pacifying and purifying is one of making peace, and certainly each religion gives guidance about forgiving, uh, generosity, diligence, and there is the deep commitment to understand the mind's projection, which is only supported by uh, contemplation. And also, uh, then one sees how to replace the the thought forms that uh, that hinder with the ideal of awakening 
and in that sense, aspiration becomes a trampoline. (laughs) 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 I love that. That's great. Thank you so much, Venerable. That was wonderful. You're welcome. So anyone can raise their hand, pressing star 2 on your keypad to ask Venerable a question, and you can also type in a question. Since no one's raising their hand right now, Venerable, you brought up uh, jealousy and uh, that uh, there are those who believe that jealousy is the most harmful thing to one's body-mind. And... I wonder if you could, I have several questions about this, and one is, what is it about the nature of the jealous thought, feeling, belief, that makes it so harmful? What is the essence of it that is so detrimental? When there is the energy of jealousy, the great detriment is not the recognition of what one is and has. So one steps out, comparing to other without recognizing the gifts within. So it becomes a litany of affirmations of uh, lack, limitation, separation. Yeah, the way it was described to me was uh, it's a life force cutter. It cuts one's own life force. Because one is not recognizing that what they see as good in others or what they see as accomplishment uh, is also a a potential within themselves and, and by exteriorizing the energy as other without recognizing oh within me is what I need um, then they are cutting their connection with the source of their own life force I understand. And what also occurred to me is that jealousy or jealous thoughts uh, could arise in very subtle forms that we might not recognize. And I wonder, can you help us to recognize some of those subtle forms of jealous thoughts arising? Wow. There are some... um psychologists who say that jealousy is a limbic system response and that people may not or are not aware of it. Um, I think that when you see another person's ability and you begin to compare yourself with that person, that can be a gateway for jealousy. We can also see another person's accomplishment and say, 
well, how did they do that? What can I learn from that? And uh, then it is recognizing uh, opportunities and how people avail themselves of them. Um, so when you tell, uh, this is something I recently uh, heard about, um, a young person was told that they were going to have a, a new baby brother, and they were very upset. Uh, why? I don't want a baby brother. Um, and so there is also the example of um, will there be enough for me or a loss of something. So the concept of an infinite amount of love um, can be uh, a, a cause for jealousy arising. Um, then competition it is interesting dynamic. It can bring humans to excelling, like when you're running or working out or in a spelling bee. You want to excel and do well. Then the concept of competition uh, wishes another uh, not to do well, then the dynamic changes. Does one win the, win the race because they wish to excel, or does one wish another would lose? So the, the one who is of a good height is wanting to excel. Uh, and what they are competing with is their uh, previous uh, time or of accomplishment or their previous um, state. Um, so when the reference shifts from within, the dance of improving, clarifying, to uh, comparing, uh, then it becomes a bit slippery. Thank you. That's very helpful. Yes. Great, uh, great examples. Thank you. And we have Grace here raising her hand. Go ahead, Grace. Hi. Uh, hello, uh, Most Venerable and, and Jennifer, my, one of my esteemed teacher. Thank you. I love you. Um, I just wanted to ask, Most Venerable, is, um, you spoke at the beginning about the breath through the nose and up into the third eye. And I'm wondering, what is the vibrational effect of breathing up, like from the root chakra, from earth up into and out through your chakra versus breathing in from the cosmos down into earth? Is there a difference? Well, yeah. What... There are some practices where one wishes to see uh, the emptiness of the body or the body as a transitory uh, vessel, and uh, occasionally 
that would include practices where one uh, recognizes uh, what is rising from the earth. When one has made the commitment uh, to see things as they are, there is the intention to repair first any rips or tears in the body of light. And so the energy would not be expelled through particular chakras. It would be uh, released through the crown. So uh, first one softens the energy of awareness and its perception through arising compassion that I wish to understand and to to be awake, loving, kind, and loving and kind. And then one recognizes, oh, all this is given, the earth, a place to sit, the sweet breath, the water, the cascading waves of energy and light. And so first with the motivation of understanding uh, that one can uh, express love and kindness and be awakened, that is the first level of motivation. Uh, then through that awareness, considering one's ideal, and that ideal is like a, a rainbow light, a cascading wave coming through the top of the head. And as the motivation becomes more illumined and the body is energized through that rainbow light, through the dispersal of the light, through the endocrine system, then the earth energy and what, including what may have been attachment, may also rise and meet in the heart center. And so then one has a more clear view of how uh, emotion, thought, action impact the body-mind. And also through attention on, or through aspiration on actualizing and expressing the ideal to which you aspire, then the energy pathways which may have been very physically aligned with the spine then loosen and move more to the center of the body. And in this sense, that is uh, a beginning uh, by letting go of an anchor that one can more clearly um, navigate the sea of experience. And all this is uh, supported first by aspiration, recognition of an ideal, and the aspiration and to attain it, and the compassion that in attaining it that oneself and others can be free 
of suffering and confused states. Is it clear? Um, yes, yeah, some of it is clear, most vulnerable, but I, I'm, if I understand you correctly, it's like so when we want to clear our body, we breathe in through the ground, through our chakra, and out to the cosmos, and once we have done the clearing, then we breathe in from the cosmos, and all both of them, we go to our heart and release from there. Actually, it is the other way around. Oh, we okay. begin with the recognition of the inhalation uh, and the breath and the gift of the cosmos. Okay. okay. And this breath and gift of the cosmos then reveals the gift of the body and thus the support of the body and the elements of life are illuminated through compassion and the heart-mind begins its revelation of uh, how uh, the dance is formed. Okay. Um, one more question, most vulnerable. Um, so if we are in sitting meditation, and we've breathed in the cosmos, and we've grounded ourselves, and now we're going up our spine, and that's the, um, the I can't remember the term, but, you know, the so once we're aligned, our body's aligned, and we have that cord in our spine. Well, um, actually, there are many stages. Yeah. So first is the awareness of the ideal to which one aspires to, the cultivation of compassion, the yes. appreciation for the life within, the the dance, the energy within one's own body-mind. <laughs> and um, one practices by seeing that this body-mind is uh, ever-changing and part of a field. Yes. And then uh, one can do breathing and stretching exercises, um, uh, pranayama yoga is one example, and yes. it is supported by the dedication to recognizing things as they are and the willingness to pacify the experience or appearance of conflict and then to unwrap such thought forms and beliefs that have um, become like a, a, uh, a tight wrap blanket. Then as that is as that blanket loosens, say the blanket is a conditioned view, as it's loosened, then one becomes more aware of the heart mind. So you have a gut reaction, you know, uh oh, something doesn't feel good or something feels good. What is most important is the uh, 
uncloaking of the heart-mind awareness. And it begins with uh, forgiveness, generosity, um, and commitment. I, I wish to to be a uh, awake human being or to be all that I've come here to be. So there, there definitely are stages. Yes. And so uh, then there, uh, through the regular exercise and practice, then one begins uh, a, a dance of uh, transmutation, which is part of the purifying. And ultimately, when the water settles, I'm using this as a, an analogy. Uh, the storm has settled, and the muddy waters become clear. Yes. And upon that clear water clarity, most vulnerable, is that when you're most likely to see a totem animal? Yes, you can see the energies that support you and the symbols that guide you. Thank you very much. Thank You're you. welcome. These questions are intriguing. Thank you. Hello? Did we become disconnected? Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. I didn't realize I had muted myself. We have a question from Catherine in Ontario who asks, as we connect to the consciousness of galaxies and understanding that what is outside us is also within us, how do we relate to black holes? And what is the part of our own body-mind that is like black holes? <laughs> well, black holes, they break and, um, in a sense, eat uh, what was appearing. And on the other side, something new is revealed. And so, in terms of the personal identity, the black hole can be that which is being uh, called into transformation and also that which is not understood. And uh, by observing and understanding nothing is created or destroyed, consider what is arising on the other side. Thank you. And we have uh, another question here. Rob is raising his hand. Go ahead, Rob. <coughs> Hi, Venerable. It's great to talk to you again. It's been several years. Um, but uh, I asked Jennifer this question, I don't know, sometime this year, and it just occurred to, uh, occurred to me again that you might have some 
additional input or maybe the same input or whatever. My question is that I'm looking to to get some direction in terms of what I want to do for my next job. Jennifer suggested to do the deep deep desire of my heart exercise, which I'm going to start doing just as soon as I get my taxes done today. Um, I was I was wondering if you might have have any other any other suggestions. Yes, when you are contemplating the new opportunities arising and the choice to make it so, you consider first what has sustained you, what has um, what you already know, and most importantly, what brings you the greatest joy. Okay, what has sustained me? And what has brought but, me the greatest joy? Your great and what's your what's your strongest skill and your greatest joy? What is my strongest skill? Okay. And your greatest joy. Okay. 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 Uh, and. Uh, and is that done through that deep desire of the heart exercise, or through some other exercise which you might uh, which you might suggest? Well, you are doing the deep desire of the heart. So, uh, what I would add to that is uh, giving thanks for what I've learned, what I've done, honoring what I've learned, and what is the activity that brings the greatest joy and benefit? What okay. does it look like? And okay. how, shall, how shall I manifest it that it benefits uh, beings in my circle and beyond? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. And we have Molly raising her hand. Go ahead, Molly. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Venable. Hi, Molly. Hi. Thank you so much for this wonderful teaching today. Um, my question is, can you please speak uh, about the role of our crystal friends and our multidimensional nature? And, um, like, when they appear in our lives, are they coming to assist us, to remind us of our wisdom potential? Can you please speak? more about that? Yes. Crystals are um, like radios. They come to us because we're asking to see more clearly and they amplify the possibility. They make apparent what may be uh, hidden, EDs of information are amplified that one may see them more clearly. Also, uh, crystals exist in many realms simultaneously. So um, a crystal friend may also be like a mirror revealing one's own uh, multidimensionality. For example, um, one may go to the beach, put their feet in the water or dive in the water and feel cold. 
And uh, then there is the sense of exhilaration, joy, and uh, no longer cold, getting warm. So a crystal shows us those uh, different transitions and layers of experience. Or when you think of strumming a harp, how uh, first you hear uh, the basic tone strum, and then afterwards the sound rings on. And so crystal friends make apparent the sound as it rings on, the potential as it rings on, the possibility as it rings on. Is clear? Very clear. Thank you, Venerable. Uh, you're welcome. Oh, I'm sorry, I did it. Uh, Linda, uh, you're the, you have a question? Um, yes. Um, hi, Venerable. Hi, Jennifer. Um, my question is, I'm um, attempting to help my mother come out of a deep depression that she has been in since before having major surgery. And I, I'm concerned about seeing her as depressed, being um, like mirroring that to her and that affecting her. And I'm also um, concerned because I feel like even though I'm like invoking the archangels before I go to see her, that sometimes when I come home, I feel... Um, a little depleted and kind of scatterbrained, like I can't keep my focus. And I yes. had any thoughts. I understand, and you are wise in uh, questioning how you view her. So you begin cultivating the view based on your memory of the joyful moments, and when you are with her. Uh, express the joyful memories and even elicit through questioning what are the memories she has of joyful moments. Thank you. Yeah, the changing the focus of attention. Okay. To those joyful moments. It's, it's amazing. And so that you... Um, because people, when depressed or not feeling access to which is uh, sustaining them, and yeah. so the atmosphere can appear devitalized. And mm -hmm. so when you visit, also bring, like, yellow flowers uh, okay. and lavender flowers, things that immediately have an impact on the... Uh, middle brain 
Okay. And the, the remembrance of good laughs and funny things. At first, you may not get into it, and the more you uh, talk about the good memories and the funny things, the more the view begins to change. And then also have her diet checked to be sure she's eating properly. I know she's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help her with that also, but it's a little bit of a struggle because she likes the, the fast food. <laughs> yes, and I, I've seen now they even will deliver healthy food to you. Yes. So um, that can be part of the fun and games. Okay. And sometimes you can ask your family and friends to make a recording of a joyful moment they experienced with her. That is very profound. Okay. That's a great idea. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, I'm just going to mention something here also uh, that I did when my mother was in hospice care is I, which is a different situation, but just for other people it might be helpful. They they now have these um, photo frames where uh, you can load in hundreds of photographs, and then they they just keep cycling around. And so, um, uh, in certain situations, that might keep someone in the past. But in other temporary situations, it can help them remember, oh, look at all these happy memories, especially someone who's the mother, the matriarch, the grandmother, uh, to to see witness to all these beautiful uh, family members, happy, loving, joyful times that she, uh, you know, had a, response, a part in that bringing that forward and all the benefit that comes with that. And you could also even maybe put in uh, pictures where if there are children and grandchildren, uh, we love you, we're grateful for you, things like that, into the photo mix. Thank you. That's a great idea. (laughs) Thank you. And for me, seeing that beside my mother's bed, it helped me to stay in the joy of the whole family and all the love that we share. So it helped me as a caregiver. Yes. Yeah, I can see how that would help. Mm. You. All right. Thank you, Linda. So that is uh, all of uh, the questions that we have, and we're past our time here a little bit, Venerable. Well, I so enjoyed uh, spending this time, or I should say investing this time in exploring with each of you who are on the line and those who are to listen later. Uh, So again, Jennifer, I really, I so appreciate your uh, invitation and uh, making this possible. It is indeed a, a good way to recognize the the unity in the human family. Well, as you know, I am so grateful myself 
And I'd love to close us out with a long life prayer. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, may your mission be accomplished, may we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings, blessed of the Vajra Dakini, May your life, Dahani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. May all beings have happiness. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye for now.